Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Unqualified Picture Podcast. My name is Zine Mudodion, the host, and today I have a very special guest called Makochi. <laughs> Hi, Michael Makochi. Hi guys, my name is Makochi, and I'm very excited to be here. Fun fact about Makochi, Makochi has a brother that looks more like Makochi than Makochi. I, I don't know how. no idea what I don't know how. I've never seen a head of people, yeah. Okay, so... Um, as you guys all know, this is you know the second season, and we're going to be discussing people's faith journeys. You know, everybody's individual. Everybody, the gospel is the same; it doesn't change. It's the good news, everybody, but everybody has their own unique experiences because God has this thing of meeting us where we are, and just finding ways to get to us and be with us. And so, Makochi, how did you start? How did you meet God? <laughs> I didn't meet God. God met me. <laughs> I didn't meet God. God met me. <laughs> okay, so how did it start? Yeah, me? but um, for starters, I was born in a very, very, very Christian family. My dad, big dad, he was a priest, an Anglican priest. So I legit was born in church. My parents, if you know, my name, my both names are very strongly religious. They're like not your usual Obina, Makochi. I mean, that should give you an inkling. It means embrace God. I mean, who names their children that? Yeah, embrace God. <laughs> Sounds like that. That very I, I will not go until you bless me. Embrace so, God. That is like the kind of parents I had. And but have you embraced God in your life? I wouldn't know that. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that more or less should be my starting point. But that wasn't on a personal level. That's more on a general level. I started getting to know there was someone called God. Um, there was Jesus and the Bible, so it was mostly head knowledge growing up, really. You know, memorizing memory verses, trying to beat the beat your Sunday schoolmates, which was really nice and cute then. But on a relational and personal level, yeah, back then it was really. I found your name. Oh, I don't know. I really had a fun Sunday school, to be honest. <laughs> I think that if people like really raise their kids with an understanding of who God is, I think it would change as opposed to just being like, because and I, I'm sure their parents that did that and people mm. that had that, mm. but for me sorry to, no 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 it's fine for me it was just, my dad used to make us say the rosary every night and because I was the first um, it meant my sisters could all sleep wow you said the longest sleep. yeah, <laughs> so I was just like, this God was just this annoying person that was stressing my life <laughs> Well, I do get what you mean. Even having to memorize those verses, yeah, then um, they were tedious. But also, looking back now, I'm actually grateful because they were like seeds. Yeah. And I now know for sure on a personal level, oh, so this was what I was reading and this was what it meant. So I don't think it was useless. Yeah. Um, everything has a, every knowledge, as they say, is purposeful. Yeah, but that was me getting to know about God. But on a personal level, I think. I started getting to know God personally for myself, asking questions. When I got into uni, um, there was this fun fellowship that my friend invited me to. By the way, fun fact, my plan was when I got into uni, I would escape from all the morning devotions, all the fellowshippings, and all the church, and just really go wild and free. Hallelujah. But God did trap me because um, I, I, my friend invited me to this fellowship, 
and it was really fun because it was for federal students and i went to a unity school federal government college and if you knew federal government colleges back then we were the cool kids i don't know about now because it's not really the same but then we were the cool kids in town and so imagine a congregation of just cool kids so they were like music rap dance it was really unconventional not the way i've known church because i grew up in an orthodox type of self anyways i was trapped thinking i was gonna have fun and then i really then started getting to know god having to ask questions but also it was a journey because i always felt even from my teenagehood that i had to constantly um, repent and re- repent and rededicate my life and all and that, do all that and do all, all that calling. Calling every guys i'm not saying it's bad but <laughs> i'm just saying from my own personal this thing um i actually should have known but i didn't know that i had gotten saved the very first day i came out and said that prayer and then what was left for me was for me to start walking out my faith and you know with the help of god and more knowledge of the bible because literally that is how we get better the more you know god and how do you know god is by exposing yourself to the bible the beauty of faith to the word of god yeah so i think that's weird devil excels where he makes us doubt our salvation yeah your life to Christ is like hey, but if you were really saved why you do you still have these tendencies why yeah. is he feeling why is he struggling with this yeah and the thing is it doesn't change the fact that you are saved it's mm. just for some people they got saved at 20 mm. and they had lived for 20 years acting a certain way mm. and now yes you are saved but you have to learn bad things yeah. and learn new things so yeah. just because you are still dealing with what you were dealing with before you said yes doesn't it doesn't change it less you know serious. and there's some people there's some stories where there is a complete there's complete like it just yeah. goes oh, bless their soul those guys are lucky gladly. but some other people where it's like you have to with the help of the holy spirit daily unlearn and mm. slowly mm. become this new person mm. so don't let the devil trick you and say hey, you're not really are you sure you're really saved because if you were saved you would not still be lying you not still be obviously you shouldn't be doing those things but you, you've you've had time and years to and this is not making excuses i no, just i, I just want people mean. to not because i that that the voices in my head is where the devil okay, like so. takes his time and sits there yeah i really i so i want to speak a bit on that and that that's this is like where i am most excited about you know when it comes to the subject of salvation and all um i battled so much with guilt at some point in my life because I felt like I wasn't good enough I wasn't performing enough and all so this subject of guilt was something I really really wrestled with at some point in my life but it it really took God's help and also um, exposure to the right revelation and put it that way and it sounds really deep when I put it that way to know that I First of all, I'm accepted and loved by God. That's even like a very basic and um, background found foundational truth. But also, I didn't need to perform legit. So guilt and fear is the devil's biggest instrument to, mm-hmm. to make us run away from God. Yeah. So then I used to feel like if I do something bad, I should stay away from God for like three days so he would... When you come back, I yeah, come back exactly. to offering. 
thing. Wow. <laughs> okay, mine wasn't that intense, but that is quite a good way. But Can I feel we, like in three, in three days time, he would have forgotten or forgiven or the anger. So I was using human yeah. interpretation and projecting it on God. But what I didn't know that was the, the gravity of what Jesus Christ did on Calvary. He literally made room for every sin and every fault sin and every falling I will ever do took into account and he paid for it so literally I didn't need to be running away in fact for every time I fall right there not later not three days later I'm meant to that is what God expects from me run back to him I mean is it by running away from God that I get fixed or by running to he knows it's not like by running yeah away. It's not like he doesn't think but like he knows he's just looking at us like, like what yeah, are you me. doing <laughs> like do you understand <laughs> what like I don't believe so but n- now I know better so even when I fall I'm not saying I don't feel bad I feel bad of course because this is about this is someone I'm meant to love this is someone I actually love but however it, yeah, this doesn't this guilt doesn't make me run away it actually makes me run back to so that is one thing I'm very grateful for the knowledge I have come to know now so I think, yeah I think it's like I don't know if I say good guilt because I don't know if they can call guilt good but I think mm-hmm. there's the right kind of guilty feeling that convicts you yeah no that's that's valid though yeah you know make it on to good and And never return to the said yeah and then there's the negative one which is what a lot of us deal with on a daily basis Mm. where you're like that 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 guilt and that shame tells you that you are the bad person that you are Mm. the bad thing not what you did is bad but Mm. you are the worst are the terrible thing and god doesn't love you and you should never go back in fact you were never even said to begin with yeah, I know that thing. Yeah, like it goes, you just be spiraling, and before you know, you have isolated yourself and you have shut yourself away from God. So, talking about you know the voices in our head, this guilt and shame. How how can one, how have you in your own experience been able to overcome deal with it? Okay, so um, this is quite a very dicey subject, and I know once you mention grace, people start shivering mm-hmm. and arguments and tables get shaked but i'm sorry but i'm not sorry <laughs> it's you know by god's grace funny enough coming to understand the concept of grace and what it means for starters in my opinion the first one said i said <laughs> or, but i'm quoting myself my idea of grace jesus christ is the full expression and division of grace so when god gave us christ he gave us everything and trust me that actually is what grace is so grace has made room for everything usually you getting way more than you deserve or should get which is what grace is and that is actually jesus christ so having an understanding um of this is the book of romans that actually did open my eye on this subject yeah as in god bless the (laughs) author just so, stay there. Like, stay there. Take your time. Not with ah, line by line for the whole year. Stay it's there. Fine. Every chapter of the book of Romans expands on the concept of what grace is. So I got to know that I really am covered. It's like insurance. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't have to perform. I didn't have to do anything. It has already been done. It's already been all said and done. I just need to accept the consciousness and work in it and just run with it. So that is 
what saved me from guilt because for every time the devil wants to tell me ah but you just killed someone yesterday i'm like yeah but sorry someone has already paid for this so i'm fine i'm gonna run back to my father so before we go on what's that fine line between because just the way you said it now the devil says this and you're like i've already want some there are some christians that feel like that might come up as you being you're abusing abusing or belittling mm, mm, you know what grace is so people mm, have a problem with that you know preaching grace because mm, like, they don't want people it's to valid abuse it. i know what you mean yeah so what's that line how do you work that fine line between accepting and like really okay. enjoying grace okay. versus okay you know okay so it, it. The, the truth is this we as 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 i've said the moment you accept jesus the moment you uh, you know you're saved you actually are covered all the wrongs you will ever do have been paid for however i believe there's a place of responsibility for everyone yep. and as i said the fact that you have an insurance in your car doesn't mean you will now start bashing it i mean that's money someone paid for this with his life literally with his life so you i also have come to know that with grace comes responsibility and i can't claim to love someone and constantly hurt them i also i mean what's the fun in constantly falling i don't know i, I don't think I, I really don't think it's that much of fun i think that beyond just um beyond just feeling bad when i fall i also want to be someone who doesn't have to fall i mean that should be an aspirational place to be. That is what makes me even say. It's not in the same. Do you get falling on the same spot? On the same spot? And fam, what are you doing? <laughs> move forward, small now. <laughs> At least move from one cup to half cup. Do you get what I mean? So I know that there is enough grace, but I also know that there is a place of responsibility for me. And the truth is this the more you fall, the more you fall away. Now, this is not saying that God falls away from you, this is more on us. The more you fall, you notice that you fall away from God. So, making a conscious effort to, I don't like the word effort, but being more conscious that you actually are trying to build a relationship so you don't want to keep falling and breaking it, makes me also just be in check. In the so, that, that's the responsibility. Yeah, that's the responsibility. Because, like, if, if we are really in this relationship that we're saying in this healthy relationship you wouldn't want to imagine if you were dating a human being you wouldn't want to keep hurting them even though people do that and they're like that's how you do that what? so there are definitely people human beings that you know take advantage of people that love them but we are saying healthy human relationships we are in a healthy human relationship with someone you don't want to keep hurting them the same thing with good if you really say that we love this person that we claim to be following then we wouldn't want to you know hurt him yeah and abuse these gifts that he has given us mm. and be like eh, like my dad gives me a car and because i'm one of the few ones that has been blessed with a relatively good father i'll be like i know that he will love me no matter what so let me take this car he has given me and run it into a wall because yeah. he will love me Perfect. that makes no <laughs> that makes no that's just that's just like what that's, that's when your father look at you i'm like oh it's my mistake we're not ready for this <laughs> let me mess up <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, so it's just to go to the back to the whole grace thing that mm. I know that some of us struggle with talking about grace because we don't want people that have not come to that let's say spiritual maturity yeah. or, um, or knowledge know, or whatever. Knowledge is fine. <laughs> or please, because we're all on a journey, all on our individual um, journeys. We don't want people to take advantage of it. But 
if you really grow in your relationship with God, it will be a lot difficult. Lot yeah, difficult so, for you yeah, just that. a little bit on this more. Funny enough, grace, in my opinion, doesn't make you um, irresponsible. It actually empowers you. Yeah. Um, as I said, using the insurance example, exactly. there is such an assurance you get knowing that your car, your house is insured. So it doesn't even make you want to burn down your house, burn down your house. It just actually makes you know that even if in any way and an eventuality of a burning, I'm covered. But I will not go and set my house at least. So it's just more strengthening because imagine the absolute hopelessness it is to know that there is no hope for you if this house ever burns down. Mm-hmm. Or if you thought that, and I think this is what the devil does, if you thought mm-hmm. that your, your, your voucher, if you scratch it only once, you can't use it. Yes, you get That's exactly mm-hmm. like, you like, get your, it has finished. Your salvation, your salvation has finished. Gone. You have run out of salvation. Just go. And I think coming to that understanding and realizing that God is always there, it doesn't leave us, mm-hmm. grace is always there, mm-hmm. it doesn't run out. Doesn't mean we should not scoop it at the point on the floor. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Gotta be responsible. Yeah. You know it makes you want to come back. It makes you like if I'm in a relationship with someone, I know no matter what I did, the person loves me. Mm. Why on earth do I not want to come home? Mm, you get like I want to be running home. Get it was the, the prodigal son didn't want to come home because he thought his father would be so mad at him that yeah, he had to practice true. his speech. Very true. But if we understand that this is weird, like we really have to fight the devil and be like I'm no longer you're not yep, not me. buying this not, not this having anymore. this today if you understand and realize that God loves me even if you kill someone not but saying like, you should kill someone yeah obviously <laughs> but like God loves you no matter what it should make you want to come home so even if you do something even if you sleep and fall don't 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 stay there and let the devil use your head to like I see, I knew it. <laughs> you have been trying to pretend since I knew. No, you'd be like, nope, 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 nope. Not I have, for this. I'm not falling for this. I have someone that is waiting for me to come back. Yeah. And God doesn't like people. People, I think because we in Nigerian Christianity mm. has painted God to be this moral monster. People think that God moves away, mm. and He doesn't move. Mm. We are the ones that, that move. move from yeah, like it's true. He's constantly there. Mm. You know. Yeah. So. That knowledge is what has empowered me to move from that place of having to feel constantly guilty, like I had to perform or yeah. do this or do that, to knowing that first I'm loved and accepted, and God doesn't want to throw me into hell. He's fine with me for starters. So I, I, I think it's, that's so, it's what just so. I was thinking of this song, Taryn um, Wells, "Fully Known and Loved by You." Just being, just imagine you're dating someone and they knew your deepest, darkest secret, Yikes. but they, they still, still love you. <laughs> That's how it is, like on the whole other level. That is so, what it is, actually. <laughs> no, I'm mean, like on the whole, because even the human being doesn't fully know, know you, you and the way God knows secrets. you, and God still loves you. So it should, it should make us want to come home, no matter what, like no matter what guilt or shame. I'm really passionate about this because it's what led to the name Unqualified Preacher. Because yeah, I talked yeah. about it in my uh, first episode of house shape and it's still something that I'm, yeah. I'm dealing with but like knowing that god loves you and god wants you and he's and, fine and he's you. fine with and like he's just like just come stop trying to clean stop trying to act like that child that fell inside people and he's trying to clean by them so they're only going to make a bigger mess Yikes, that's messy. <laughs> just come then i will not clean you mm. but yeah so uh, another thing why are yeah, maybe thinking about something else another thing for me that works with 
accepting grace and salvation and getting rid of guilt and and shame is studying the word Mm, just spending time with the word because something happens when you're going through something and the devil tries to make you feel like you're so dirty you should never go close to yeah. and he does that because he knows that if you go there you will find you, the truth you find the truth that will make you be like nope not buying this no you know <laughs> but as soon as he starts i know it seems it seems contradicting like i've sinned now i'm going to something holy but it really should be like what, that what really is holy and what's not that's a topic <laughs> no, for another day but i know what you mean and yeah you know like god bible <laughs> You know, like, yeah, I know what you mean. I was just it's, yeah. it's a funny way to say it, but I get you. Yeah. I think it might seem like contradicting in the moment, like, oh my god, I just did something terrible. So what am I now? But it really just helps. Like immediately it's like, I don't know. You know this watch all these movies and something happens and they shoot them with something that just makes them wake up. It it is like that. Yeah, but okay, so let me just throw a little light on this, which is also another important thing. Um um if you come to if in the church where I worship, which is the tribe Lagos. Which is my we'll, church too. Yeah, which is our church. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been going on this series, Union Life, where we have been exploring how there is no actual separation between your secular life and your sacred life. Mm-hmm. Because God doesn't divide himself on as a different person on Monday to Friday, Monday to Saturday, and then Sunday he's a different person. Our lives should be consistent and the same and it's not should be it is actually what is it's just that most times we don't know so we have this you know idea of dividing our lives okay today is monday to saturday let me not focus on god i mean the world and on sunday oh my god bring out all my gospel songs and play them on sunday morning because i have to keep it holy now that's why i ask what really is holy and what isn't our everyday life legit even in our chewing gum eating food sleeping is holy service but one thing that makes it unholy is when we are not conscious Mm. because everything stems from our mind so when we have this consciousness that i'm not running to run away from god my entire life exists in god in fact my decision making my eating and drinking so that's why I think that's, that's so revolutionary. Yes. Like it really will change how you, you live. You live how you react to you get, things. You get. So my coming to work, my clocking in, my doing my daily work, my there's a way message Bible put it in, you know, in take your everyday eating and drinking and sleeping and going to bed. I mean things as rudimentary and mundane as those and put it in God's hand. So I don't have to separate, oh, today is Sunday or Thursday because I had to go to church. I should try not to do this. Nope, every day is a holy and sacred day and my every activity of my life is. So whether I feel like I'm running to or running away, that is also is supposed to be a holy service. So I have to be conscious. So that consciousness also helps you know that there is no specific place or time to meet meet with god read, every place <laughs> every place and time you know, like, existing god for me i used to struggle with that i, I actually i feel like there are certain prayers that i pray that in that moment or as soon as i prayed the prayer i was like that was not me that was god that triggered me but um that's one thing i learned like because sometimes we tend to ritualize god yeah and, God is only there in the morning when I'm reading That's my Bible. At like, night when I'm reading my Bible, but like outside, once I leave my house, I leave him inside the house, and waiting for me. Like when I come the back, patient <laughs> boyfriend, and then when I come back in the evening, then we, we twist continue. again. And that 
realizing that that isn't the case there's no separation mm. you're supposed to you know be doing you have life a union actual life it really changes it because then you can't even be doing nonsense yeah, because certain sure. i want to say certain things i'm like you know you want to use your god mouth to say this thing also Yikes. there are certain places i go to or oh, may i'm doing something and i'm like i'm bringing it feels like i'm sullying god i don't know you carry. i'm <laughs> carrying god and i'm putting god inside yeah yeah i don't like what you mean Take yeah you. yeah mm-hmm. so it really it really does change um things and i know that some of for some people this might all seem like oh christianese yeah or like we are oh, you, you can't relate but trust me just stay committed to the journey and to be your life yeah another thing you have something else no 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 another i'm just like agreeing with you that helps with overcoming i don't know how we got to overcoming guilt and shame but it's cool okay that mm-hmm. uh, healthy really fighting and overcoming guilt and shame is community yeah very very as important. soon as those voices come they tend to make you want to isolate yourself because yeah. you feel like you have to maybe so for me i just feel like i have to do penance yeah i know what you i mean. think it's probably like my catholic upbringing well guess what it's not <laughs> just you as i said i used to want to run away from church yeah but, i felt like yeah. i had to stay away from holy people and like do penance by myself yeah. and maybe Clean fast up. and read the bible and wear white garment now wow <laughs> extremist <laughs> much but um what that does is it just gives you more time it just gives those voices more, more time to actually to attack destroy you, you and destroy you actually. but if you immediately call someone up, i think one thing that there's a time where i was going through something shame guilt and i called salome up and the conversation just i felt so much better so we're not as human beings we're not created for isolation yeah. we're created for, to do life with people uh, as you do your fact. life with god you're also supposed to do life with godly people fact. which is why fellowship is but i know that now we're in 2020 and everybody's doing i'm watching church on instagram and facebook but it's not the same thing god wants us to have fellowship with people topic for another dish <laughs> <laughs> completely but, but yeah but it's so when you have that um when you have people in your life that you can call especially yeah, if they are important. on the same journey or maybe even they are better if they've even gone forward like they're a little bit more spiritually um, mature it really helps because you can you can be like i'm going through something and i can't i don't know what's happening my body and the person will be able to help you even if they can't help you they can pray they'll be led to pray with you and you it will just make make you feel better i strongly agree with you 100% at this point I'm like totally <laughs> agree with you because you're just speaking everything that I, I, I should have or could have said so accurate so do you point. have any other things to add to any other tips um, no so I think that this you know is the beginning and end of what my story um it's not the beginning and end of your story Jesus no <laughs> yeah so the beginning and end quote unquote <laughs> of my faith work at the moment um because this was what used to plague me the subject of guilt and fear but i think i know better now of course there are many other things i have to unlearn and relearn and all that but this particularly have been revolutionary for me and how i have taken this whole message to the news so yeah i'm grateful that i found grace and i have come to really understand these things yeah and as I said, I didn't find God. God found me because I really was the one running up and down. I'm going to set a trap for me. Like that, I was reading the Bible one time, and I, I just, my brain just scattered when I got to that Bible verse. I wish I could remember it right now. I'm so sorry. Maybe I'll look for it and write it down on the in the caption somewhere. <laughs> and it was like, 
God is the one that gives us the desire. Yeah, to will and to do. Thank you. Word. Like with you, you you think you are accepting Him and coming to Him, but trust me, He planted all the yep, seeds that led trap to my life. Let you get in there. Literally. And like for me, it was growing up and seeing. I have this auntie and sister, and and just at growing up and seeing and admiring her relationship with God, it was for me one of the first seeds at least that I could recognize mm-hmm. that eventually you know led to. up to you so yeah God is just so this unqualified amazing. preacher in him <laughs> <laughs> God is just so amazing and intentional and when you really look at it like that and realize God cared so much that he went ahead of you like he was loving you before you even knew that he loved you and then yeah. he went ahead of you and was Second making trouble. sure that you got there like it just it's just it's just yeah. like yeah. Why? Why, do I Why is this still sweeting you too much? Calm down. Calm down. Like it's like it's don't pass out in joy. <laughs> it really is the good news. It really is amazing to know that small me, that what I don't have what this like what is there's nothing really but from the fact that God made me there's really nothing special. But God took his time and was like, You you stick home, but let me let me let me plant all these things and then here yeah, we are. Yeah. So, I'm also grateful. So another point of agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to say, Makoti, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much, Enem. Yeah. This is great. I had fun. Actually, before we end, I have a question. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, I hope he's not gonna <laughs> so, stretch. <laughs> so, um, everybody that I'm going to be bringing on this podcast, there are certain things that, that I noticed about them that make me admire them. So, for Makochi, Makochi is the most uh, calm down. That's how your head gets relaxed. I didn't even say that. Like, hmm, okay. Makochi is the most. When you see Makochi, Makochi reminds me of my sister in the sense that they are like light. When they go into, and they don't even realize it, I don't think, which is good because it keeps them grounded, I feel. <laughs> but when you go into, when Makochi comes into a place, it changes. Makochi's, you, I've, I've never seen Makochi sad. I know that you go through it. And your mind, <laughs> and your mind, like, you don't even know what's so. up. But seriously, I feel like God has given you this gift of, not even cheerfulness, but like joy. Like you have, you carry so much. Amen. Don't be like, amen. I say, am, yes, I'm, I'm agree amen agree. means I agree. <laughs> Do you get? No, I'm like, amen. Like, you know, God has given you just this joyful presence. Wherever you go to, the room, the atmosphere, sh- it was that's an atmosphere shift. <laughs> the atmosphere. Wow. <laughs> Trust God, oh, please. Bombed. And so, like, I just want to ask Thank you, like, you. what's your secret? Um, as you said, <laughs> I don't know. Do you know? You just said that maybe I honestly don't know, but I don't know. Think about I, it. I'll be honest, but I just feel perhaps, funny enough, I think I have a little idea. Just okay. a little idea. Okay. Um, and it, it, it kind of boils down to what I was talking about in feeling accepted and all. Mm. So I have come to a place of don't quote me, I'm not saying I mean to pass, mm-hmm. but I think I have become very empathic of people on the background of this knowledge. So I know hey, you don't know better, you will know better, you yeah. don't do better. So I just think there's a little, so I'm very conscious about how I treat people. However, I don't know the full picture. So I feel, <laughs> as I said, it's a gift and it's a grace, and I'm yeah. grateful for it. So thank you, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. Um, I can't wait for you guys to listen to the next one. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And if you have any comments, questions, if you want to 
How can't you sing so you can shoot your shot? Um, <laughs> just drop your comment below. This is not what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely get to death. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Bye.